I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. Dallas and Arizona, and my question basically is, what the bleep, Dallas? What the bleep? Like, I, I was making the case last week that they had to be number one on everyone's power ranking. What I tell you, I said I thought Arizona might beat them, and yet you did. And you said, "What the hell are you doing? You know better. You think Mike McCarthy stinks? Why are you doing this to yourself?" And I was like, oh, they have a higher passing volume than I expected." I got to give the guys some credit. If I if I had waited one more week, one more week, I'd be able to gloat and fully enjoy this Mike McCarthy gack job here. But I feel like I completely undercut my credibility with what I said last week. What do you make of this loss, dude? What do you make of it? I think they. I think the Diggs thing affected them. They can say all they want that it didn't. I think when that happens to you during the week. I think that's a I think that's a gut I think that's a gut wrenching thing. It's it's a total it's not even like hey that's football things happen it's non contact. I, I think that it just casts a pall over an entire team. I think it takes a special team and a special coach to get over that. Like I'm hypercritical of Mike Tomlin, but the thing that he did. One of his best wins, in my opinion, is when they went to when they were in Cincinnati and Shazier had that neck injury and they came back and won that game. And he allowed his team to not just feel sorry for itself and feel sorry about a serious injury to a teammate. This is obviously not to that extent, but they had all kinds of positive vibes before that happened. And with one practice play, it all changed. And I just think Arizona. This whole thing about how their coach is an idiot and we saw the cut-ups and he was not impressive when he talked to the team. But they love the no one, they love the underdog us against the world thing there. It's obvious. They're using that no one likes us. They gave him a Gatorade bath after the game. You've got a quarterback that's super smart that's waited his turn. You do have some skill position players like Hollywood Brown and Moore and Ertz and Connor who are not 
terrible players. They've been in the NFL and they've been successful before. And the guy's a pretty good defensive coach. He's not great. We saw that in the Super Bowl. But he can make them better than what they were last year. And it's the Cowboys who always have a target on their back. And so I think it was just a perfect storm for them. I got Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to lay the points, but I didn't see it coming. And we had been talking about how Arizona was plucky and was competitive uh, through the first couple of games. So just, it's the meat grinder of the NFL, man. Like the gap between best and worst is not that big. I mean, unless you use Chiefs and Bears as your litmus test. But well, but, the, but here's the problem with that, with that point, though, by you. The Cowboys were, you and others were putting the Cowboys in that category with the Chiefs, Eagles, and 49ers. And those teams don't lose a game like this one. I mean, clearly, yeah, clearly I was wrong. Yeah, the Chiefs lost the game and underperformed against Detroit, who I think is the top 10 team in the NFL. And then and they didn't have two of their three best players for that game. Right, exactly. exactly. And still should have won. Um, and played down against Jacksonville. No, you're right. You're right. I crowned Dallas too soon. I am an idiot. I was wrong. They're, I still think they're good. I still think they'll be in the playoffs. But that was I, – I was floored by that one. I did avoid the next one, though, uh, Baltimore and Indy in terms of, like, Survivor and stuff like that because I was scared of Minshew because Minshew is actually good. Like, I, I think Gardner Minshew is a top 32 quarterback in the NFL. Like We went over I, the stats. They're impressive. Yeah, they, they, they really are. But he wasn't the reason. Like, they – they they ran the ball, and my thing for this game, and I'm just curious for your thoughts. Like, and we were obviously both like in non-normal viewing experiences, but I went back and read about it and watched a decent amount. I of watched the, the entire game at circa. I was, I would okay. say, of the one o'clock games, this is the one I watched the most of. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, well, so... The whole point was that Lamar wasn't going to have to run the ball... 14 times. That was their best play in the game. By far. Like Lamar was efficient passing, but it was it was all like real short, easy stuff. I was just I was surprised that Indy was able to play the brand of football that they wanted to and force Baltimore out of what it spent all offseason trying to be. So Baltimore's first drive was great, and then they never they never hit that. They never found that again. The scripted plays at the beginning of the game were were super successful. Yep. And they never got back to that. And I just thought Indianapolis was the more physical team. And if you're John Harbaugh and it's a home game in the rain and you've been a run first team and a stop the run team since he got there, to lose that game when you had to know, given the weather conditions and who their quarterback was, that that was going to be the personality of the game is a reminder to me that the Ravens are just, 
you know, they're they're lucky to they're, they'll be lucky to make the playoffs. Obviously, things have gotten easier because of the Burrow injury. <laughs> uh, but like Lamar Jackson in that offense, they're not going to get to this where they were in his MVP season level. They're just not. Um, for what a variety to Mark of Andrews being the second best tight end in the NFL? Maybe he's not healthy. He missed the first game. I mean, Flowers. There was a, there was an obvious. Uh, defensive holding call late in the game on Flowers that didn't get flagged and it would have put Tucker in field goal range. But then again, the dude did miss a 61-yarder at the end of regulation. And Gay, that Colts kicker, set a record for the most 50-yard field goals made in one game. But the bigger sto- the, the biggest story by far of this game was Indy just went in there and physically beat them up on both sides of the ball, which should never happen when you're the Ravens. That's who you are. That's who you've always been. And that team had every reason to pack it in in bad weather with their backup quarterback playing. In a team like the Jets or the Bengals should be calling the Colts constantly to get Minshew. I don't get it. Yes. They both should. Yes. I would love, love to see Minshew on the Jets. That would be fun. But that even be- Cincinnati is an insurance policy to Burrow. Somebody that they could actually, instead of playing Jake Browning, you'd have somebody dependable behind him. Yeah, I agree. I I, I agree. It, it's he's he's good. The guy is the guy is actually good. We do this once a week. I feel like we should only we should try to limit ourselves to doing it once a week. But I'm the guy who makes the Sunday rundown, so it's really like a barometer for me. Jags Texans. More about the Texans win or the Jags loss? It's more about the Jags. And I watched a fair amount. The best thing about being in a sports book at one o'clock it's is so that great. you get everything. And I like Except that. It's 10 o'clock in Vegas. I never took myself off East Coast time. I had a watch. What does that, that mean? Well, so I you, you, had- so you went to you went to bed at like midnight? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I acted like I was on East Coast time the entire time I was there. Danny, I'm 37 years old, and I was by myself, okay? Um, And it allowed for me to have fulfilling sports-watching experiences while I was there. Uh, The game's more about Jacksonville for this reason. We looked at this game and said, this is the game where Trevor Lawrence reminds people that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, right? There's no excuses. It's not Kansas City where it's a litmus test barometer game. It's not at Indianapolis where they've had trouble over the years. It's like, it's it's in your home barn against a team that's one of the five worst or supposedly five worst in the NFL. Please cook them. Please dominate them. And their defense wasn't good either, which is a huge story. But look at Lawrence's stat line, man. He got Dude. thoroughly outplayed by a guy making his third start. All right. So I, I'm going to come back to Lawrence. Let me make, because that's the conventional wisdom. That I, I think people would be surprised that there's even an argument that it's more about the Texans than the Jaguars. But dude, CJ Stroud has over 900 passing yards in three games. Will Anderson is third in the NFL at pass rush win rate. What if they're right? What if they're right? 
What if they did that, got the best quarterback in the class, and in one draft, got the best player at the two positions that are most impactful for winning? Like, it, we have to at least be open to the possibility. These guys are drafted in the top five. We have to be open to the possibility that these guys are great. We have, right, second and third overall. It, I mean, that would be a pretty big story. No doubt. I mean, I, I thought that Stroud's numbers in the first two games were largely stat padding variety. Sure. But, it, was, it was in a blowout prevent defense. I understand. But dude, but dude, he, he, he looked the part. He looked very, very put together and poised in this game. He was not, not that it's an intimidating pace, place to play at all or anything, but he looked like he was a veteran quarterback who knew exactly. And he got help and you get a kickoff return for a touchdown. I understand. You know, Tank Dell had a broken play touchdown. I mean, some things happen. That's how you get a big upset like this. You got to hit on two or three of those types of plays to win a game. But I'd be lying to you if I didn't walk away from that game feeling very good about Stroud and what it's, his potential just, is as just, a quarterback. It's, we have to – I just – we like to be early on things. We pride ourselves on paying attention to all of the teams, not just the ones that are going to be discussed on the, on, you know, the national shows. Like we have to at least be open to the possibility that the Texans got this right. As for Trevor Lawrence, I don't know if you like the, like the EPA stats, the expected points added. Sure. I think, yeah, I think, I think they're pretty good. I think they're pretty good metrics for, for teams, individuals, all that stuff. You want the full list? of quarterbacks worse than Trevor Lawrence through three games, expected points added? Zach Wilson. Yep. Justin Fields. Yep. And then pull a name out of a hat. I don't think it's Pickett anymore, but it could be. Pickett, Tannehill, Bryce Young, and Joe Burrow, but that's from before tonight's game. So that obviously will change. Dude. That is horrible. That I mean, that with is... all the weapons that they have there, and you know, I think what's going to happen is I think Doug Peterson is going to quietly take the play calling away from Zach Taylor's brother, and he gave it to him. I think with the understanding of like this will help the guy get a head coaching job, but you can't be thinking about it that way right now. I mean that that. That, that, to me, has to be down the list of priorities in the grand scheme of things. They need something to get that guy who looked at, at the end of last year, those two playoff games, like he was destined for greatness. They've got to do something to make him more comfortable because their offensive line isn't great. But there isn't that's not an excuse for them to look this bad through three games offensively. No, and just to be clear, I think Trevor Lawrence will be fine, but he's been awful. Through three weeks. 